Welcome, Realtors, to a special edition of the SCR Legal Podcast. Today, we have a couple of special guests uh, as we talk about uh, a little bit uh, about some of the do's and don'ts in social media. And uh, we're very fortunate today to have uh, Austin Smallwood, SCR's very own Vice President of Legal Affairs and Public Policy. I have uh, dragged him away from the State House, uh, where uh, we've, we're in the middle of a legislative session and getting re- getting close to the crossover date. And uh, Austin, I think we've got a low-income housing tax credit bill that's up on the calendar today. So I'm uh, glad you could be with us here for a few minutes. And I also want to introduce uh, a very special guest, uh, no stranger to South Carolina Realtors. Y'all have seen her on stage before. Uh, uh, social media expert Katie Lance. Uh, Katie is the CEO and co-founder of Katie Lance Consulting. Uh, Katie is a nationally known keynote speaker at conferences and events. And for the past 10 years, Katie has been working with agents and brokers to help them get smarter about how to use social media uh, to grow their business. Her specialty is in helping real estate agents and brokers achieve big results using social media. Uh, without spending a whole lot of time. And, and we all know what a time suck uh, of <laughs> social media and the internet can be. Uh, she is also the author of the best-selling book, uh, Hashtag Get Social Smart, and the founder of Get Social Smart Academy. Uh, Katie has been named one of, the, one of the most 100 influential people in real estate by Inman News and is a frequent contributor uh, to the Huffington Post. She lives in the San Francisco Bay area and uh, she lives there with her husband and her two beautiful boys. Katie, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And you're out on the West Coast today, right? How's the weather out there? I am. Well, I wish I could say it was a sunny California day, but we're getting hit with a lot of rain, which we need. So, but uh, I'm excited to be here today. <laughs> uh, well, then it's a great day to be uh, indoors doing a podcast. Uh, exactly. I'm glad that you're with us. So, Realtors, let's get started. Um, you know, social media is almost completely integrated into all aspects of our lives today. And there are so many ways to keep your social media uh, professional while still growing your business. Personally, you know, I will tell you, I despise social media. I wish it was never <laughs> invented. Uh, but the fact remains, it is integrated into our lives. It is an integral part of our business. And there are things that you need to know uh, to avoid any missteps or, uh, or worse, uh, ethical or legal uh, issues that could come up. So, you know, you can use social media to grow your business, uh, to grow your influence, grow your client base. So we're going to learn a little bit more about that today and, and hopefully have a good discussion uh, that can help you as you move your business forward. So keeping, uh, and just a quick disclaimer, obviously it's very important uh, to keep not only your uh, private, uh, your personal social media, but also your professional so- uh, social media safe and, um, uh, and protected. So please uh, always consider uh, using unique passwords, that means not the same password you use for every website <laughs> and uh, using things like two-factor authentication and, and making sure you understand what all those privacy settings actually mean. 
uh, and how that can impact uh, how you reach uh, the communities that you're trying to reach. So let's talk about some of these do's and don'ts and see if we can help make you help make the most of your social media activity. So I've got, I, I love top 10 lists. So we're going to start with uh, a few things here on my top 10 list. And um, uh, Katie, I'm going to ask you to, to weigh in on this, but my, one of my top 10 is to make sure that you are properly educated in social media. And one great way to do that is to take NER's ePro certification course. It's a program that helps realtors uh, master advanced digital marketing and um, in, in light of all the different social media outlets today. Uh, Katie, how can, how can realtor members increase their knowledge uh, in this field? Well, I think yeah, increasing knowledge is, is really the name of the game. And you look at so many agents and brokers who are performing at a really high level at any level of their business. And usually education is tied to that uh, for sure. And social media uh, is, is just as important. And, you know, as you said, social media, it's not the end all and be all. It's not the silver bullet. But when done right, it can really make a big difference in your business. Uh, as you mentioned, NAR has some great resources uh, over the years we have. Uh, collaborated with NAR. We have some uh, great trainings and webinars for NAR members that are available. I know at the state level, uh, you know, I know that, uh, that you guys do a great job in terms of educating, uh, educating realtors. And that's really our passion. You know, uh, something we've been doing for the past decade is, is helping agents and brokers, uh, as you said, when you read my bio, uh, just get smarter about social media. You know, we really feel that when it comes to social media, I don't think agents need to know every single bell and whistle. I don't think they need to, need to know every time Facebook may, makes an update. But I think they do need to understand that social media is a great way to build and develop relationships and to stay in touch with clients, past clients and prospects. And when done right, it's also a great opportunity to attract clients, to attract people who don't know you yet. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can kind of dive more into some of the strategy behind that. But you know, we're really proud to have a lot of great uh, free resources on our, our website as well. So there's there's a, a plethora of ways to uh, to get educated. And, and I think it's just like anything else. You've got to be intentional and you need to really make the time uh, for that education and for that learning. And, and let, let everybody know what your website is. Sure. It's Katie Lance, K-A-T-I-E-L-A-N-C-E dot com, katielance.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a whole free resource library there. We also have a paid membership uh, where we have thousands of agents and brokers who are part of that. Uh, it's, a, it's a monthly membership where agents can get access to all of our uh, education and training and social media templates and, and, and all kinds of resources. But uh, yeah, katielance.com would be the great way, best way for people to, to connect with lots of great resources there. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Now, number two on my list is uh, asking all of our members to follow and subscribe to our uh, Facebook and YouTube channels. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter too, if that's your thing. Um, I'm not sure about TikTok. Uh, I don't think we're on TikTok yet, are we? And there's a good, there's a good chance that uh, TikTok, uh, there may be some, some other issues going on if uh, these federal hearings uh, go by. Um, but you can, you can subscribe, especially if, if you didn't do anything else, I'd say subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you're alerted. Uh, Austin provides the latest forms updates. We do, obviously, our legal podcast is published there, as well as our weekly um, uh, live updates that we do on Facebook and, and YouTube. So please uh, subscribe and help get our, our numbers up and um, uh, make sure that you're in the loop on all the latest news from 
um, uh, from your state association. Now, number three and number four kind of go together. Number three on my list is remember, remember, realtors remember that the code of ethics applies online and, and kind of the, the, uh, the, the, the piggyback on that is that state and federal laws also apply online. Um, Austin, what are some specific legal or ethical issues our members should be aware of or concerned about when they're marketing or, or uh, conducting their business activities on social media? Yeah, so certainly we've seen a, a number of issues come up on the hotline in regards to social media on both the legal and ethical side in the last few years. Um, the number one thing would remind every member uh, is that under Article 12, you're required to paint a true picture in your advertising. Uh, so when you're putting stuff out on social media, it needs to make sure that it is an accurate reflection of the property. Uh, we're seeing more and more buyers who are looking at property, um, potentially buying it sight on scene. And so you need to make sure anything you put out about a property online is an accurate reflection of that. The other thing with the code of ethics we're seeing on our, is under Article 15, which you cannot make unfair uh, uh, disparaging remarks about uh, another real estate professional, their real estate prices, or their real estate business. Um, you know, being hot under the collar and putting something on Facebook, uh, Twitter, using uh, Google reviews, uh, we're seeing a number of complaints where um, folks who are the recipients of those uh, kind of uh, attacks are filing complaints. So, you know, if you're upset about something, you know, Put the phone away, put the computer away for a little bit, uh, decide if you really want to send that out. Because even if it's only out on social media for 10, 15 minutes, it can result uh, in a complaint. In regards to advertising uh, license law, uh, the most relevant portion of license law for advertising is going to be 4057-135E2, uh, which requires that all advertising have the full name of the brokerage firm on it, uh, regardless of what medium it's in. So I always get asked on the hotline, you know, what is required for my site sign? What's required for my Facebook ad? The only thing that is required is the full name of the brokerage firm. If you're on a team, you can have the team name and, but you still have to have the full name, name of the brokerage firm. You cannot uh, substitute the team name for the full name of the brokerage firm. If you're doing an electronic advertisement, uh, you can satisfy the requirement of having the full name of the brokerage firm uh, by having a link in that advertisement that goes directly to the homepage of the brokerage firm. The homepage of the brokerage firm, not the, your homepage, not your personal Facebook page, but the homepage, homepage of the uh, brokerage firm. And the biggest thing is just to not, not make the commission or their investigators have to look for any of this stuff. Uh, you know, if it's not in a clear, conspicuous way, if they have to kind of search for where you put the full name of the brokerage firm, you're kind of setting yourself up for trouble. So make it easy uh, for someone to find it, make it in clear and conspicuous language. Austin, we've seen uh, on the legal hotline quite a few calls lately about... Uh, uh, some complaints, uh, a, a realtor representing a buyer uh, is going through a walkthrough on a property and, and recording TikTok videos and, and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and they're a little surprised with our, with our answer and what state law says about that, aren't they? They are. So um, 4057-135E1 states that you can't advertise or market property without a written active listing agreement on that property. So that includes you can't be posting about other people's uh, listings on Facebook. Uh, you you probably shouldn't even be sharing them. You definitely can't be doing videos through uh, walkthroughs, anything of that sort. Usually what I recommend is before you post something on social media, simply check, do I have the listing agreement? That's really the only test because that's the test the Real Estate Commission is going to use is do you have a listing agreement for the property? If not, you should not be talking about it. 
Uh, it doesn't matter if you have the listing agent's permission. It doesn't matter if you have the seller's permission. If your brokerage does not have the listing agreement, you cannot be posting about the property uh, in any sort of capacity. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind there, obviously there are privacy issues, you know, with the seller uh, and their property and their family. And, and also, you know, you don't own these pictures that are in the MLS uh, if it's not your listing. And again, depending on your agreement with your photographer, uh, you can't just uh, post a picture from the MLS uh, on your website, right? That, that can create some Correct. copyright issues and uh, definitely uh, 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 need to be aware of, of scraping those yeah. kinds of pictures. Off the, the those, that litigation is very expensive and it's pretty cut and dry. Um, you may not see it because it's invisible, but a lot of you know professional photographers, um, HOAs are really the two biggest ones we're seeing are actually putting sort of trackers on these photos. And at any point they can sort of uh, ping it and they'll get a printout of every website their photos are on. And if it's a photo that it's a website they didn't put it on, uh, they can set that up for litigation. And uh, that's an intellectual property case. And those can be uh, quite expensive. Now, moving on to number five on my list is uh, remembering to be social on your social media. And Katie, you know, we've, we've talked uh, quite a bit about advertising and marketing on social media, but there are some members who only advertise. Uh, what are they missing out in, in that picture? Yeah, you know, the obviously the first word of social media is the word social, right? And uh, I look at social media as kind of like a, the, a big dinner party. You know, uh, imagine having a dinner party with your 10 most important clients but instead of you being there, you have your assistant running the whole thing, right? We would never do that. But I think the mistake I see a lot of times that happens with social media is often agents or brokers will hand off their voice or they'll hand off their social media to an assistant or maybe a marketing person in their office, uh, or they will only do the paid part of uh, social media advertising. And there's certainly nothing wrong with, with paid advertising. There's lots of great opportunities with Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, you know, as, as long as you adhere to uh, the rules as, as Austin covered uh, with his thoughts. But the other big part of this, of course, is connecting with people, right? Um, real estate's a relationship business. And as much as social media doesn't replace a handshake, a high five, it doesn't replace meeting people face to face. One of the challenges that a lot of folks um, have in general with real estate is the ability to keep in touch with people. You know, I'm sure some of your members, if, if, if they've been in real estate a long time, they've probably experienced something like, you know, going to a grocery store, going to their kid's soccer game, and they run into a client they haven't seen in years. And the worst thing is when they hear something like, oh, are you still in real estate? No, we, we just bought a house. You think to yourself, oh my gosh, are you not seeing my ads and my emails and my holiday cards? It's tough to keep in touch with people over the course of time. And so where I think there's a big opportunity that really doesn't cost any money, but time is taking a little bit of time to, to connect, to interact with people. And I'll just share a really quick tip. I think one of the easiest things someone could do on a daily basis is to do what I call focus five, where you take five or 10 minutes a day and you scroll through your feeds, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're spending time. And take a few minutes to like, comment, and interact with at least five posts a day. It doesn't mean uh, you have to, you, you don't have to friend five new people a day, but connect and interact with at least five people a day. Don't be a drive-by liker. Don't just jump in and like 12 things and then leave, but take a few minutes to like, comment, to interact. And I would also encourage people to leave meaningful comments. Uh, a meaningful comment in the world of social media is a comment that's at least four words. Four words. So instead of saying congrats or a great pick, 
you might say, congrats, Austin, I'm so happy for you and your family or happy birthday, Nick. Like, what do you have planned for today? And now that feels a little more personal. You've asked a question, you've used their name. I often tell my two boys, I have two boys, two, teen, two teenage boys, and I always tell them, like, be a noticer in the world. Notice what's happening. And that's an opportunity on social media to notice the, the things that are happening in your world, in your community, in your local, uh, your local neighborhoods. Um, so, you know, I don't want to go down too much of a tangent to your question there. But again, I think the biggest opportunity is to be a noticer, connect, engage with people, um, and, and use social media as a way to build those relationships and we do that by noticing, but we also do that by putting out helpful content. So instead of just putting out content around just lists that just sold open houses, <clears throat> which is important, but if we can also think about content in terms of putting out helpful content around buying and selling real estate, answering frequently asked questions, sharing some content around the community, you're also putting out helpful content that helps to really stay top of mind and also build relationships um, with folks in your local area. I, I think you're absolutely right. I think our members that are uncomfortable with social media uh, uh, may think of it as as like a newspaper, you know, right. where it's static. It's a it's an advertising platform. And um, but you're right. It's a two way street. It's it's communication, I think. And I think I heard you say this years ago on stage that always left an impression with me. And and you, you touched on it just a second ago. You know, as as a realtor, if you're in the grocery store at a soccer game with your kids and you see a, a friend, a colleague or maybe a past client or a possible future client, you're not going to run up to that person and immediately say, hey, I've got this house on 123 Main <laughs> Street. That would be perfect for you. Right. You, know, you would you would ask about the family. You would make small talk. You would engage that person uh, and make them part of your community. So I think you're absolutely right with a few minutes um, uh, of interaction. And, and there are, there are ways to shorten that. You can create uh, keyboard shortcuts, you know, abbreviations that automatically expand into different messaging and, and create a lot of good content and, and interaction. Uh, so remember the social in social media, and I think you'll get, uh, the, the bigger picture. So uh, another tip, uh, number six on my list is creating an interesting and memorable profile. Uh, don't look like every other business page on, on the web, right? Do something creative in, in your description. I know, I, and I'm probably the only one who thinks this is funny, but my Twitter, my Twitter profile says, um, defender of the American dream. Uh, my opinions are my own and, and are approved by the voices in my head. And <laughs> I, I've always thought that was funny, but. Um, but do something creative and have fun with it. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to show uh, a little bit of, uh, your personality and Katie, number seven, you touched on this a minute ago. Um, you know, there are a lot of shiny things out there in social media, lots of new tools, lots of new apps, and, and there are content managers and, and all of these different things out there. And, uh, my number seven is, you know, pick if, if you're not, already into social media, pick one, create a strategy, work with somebody like Katie, develop a plan and, and then stick with it. Don't change gears every few weeks. Uh, you've got to build a base, a foundation for your social media platform. And I think you, you touched on that a few minutes ago, didn't you, Katie? Yeah. I mean, so social media is a marathon, not a sprint. 
And so we have to be patient. Uh, any type of marketing we, we do, whether it's social media, whether it's print marketing or any kind of marketing, you know, there's, there's something to be said about that consistency over the course of time. And sometimes it can feel a little frustrating when you first start with social media, or maybe you start with a new strategy for social media and you're putting out effort. You might be putting out video content, you're engaging with people. And, and it, sometimes it just feels like, gosh, am I talking to anybody? It's just, it's just crickets, but it, it, it takes time. And in fact, there's a really good book I, I read a few years ago. It's called Known. Uh, and the, uh, the author is Mark Schaefer. And he talks about the value of, of becoming known in your industry. Uh, and it takes time. It usually takes anywhere from uh, sometimes 12 to 18 months to become known. And we become known by showing up, by you know not just promoting what we're selling and promoting our business, but by putting out helpful information, by, by being a, um, you know, a helpful resource to our community and to our audience. So yeah, to, to your point, you've got to be consistent. I think one of the easiest ways to be consistent is, and I think I said this earlier, is to get it on your calendar. You know, I know for me, if, if something's not on the calendar, it's probably not going to happen. And you can usually tell someone's priorities by what's on the calendar, right? So it could be as simple as, you know, maybe three or four times a week, you've got on your calendar where you're going to focus five. You're going to take 10 or 15 minutes a day to scroll through your feed and connect. And then maybe you've got on your calendar once or twice a week where you're going to post something helpful. Uh, maybe you're going to take a little bit of time to create something. I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I will batch create a lot of content all in one sitting where I'll sit down and record four or five videos all in one batch. I won't post them all in one all at one time, but I, I often joke and say, look, if I'm going to do my hair and makeup and record one video, you better believe like I'm going to record a bunch <laughs> all in one batch. So, you know, just getting, I think, um, getting a, a, a schedule, something that works for you as well. But as you, as you pointed out, you've got to be patient. It takes a little bit of time, but once it hits, it's really amazing what happens when you do this consistently. I can tell you from experience, we've worked with thousands of agents, especially when you hit that six to eight month mark. That's the, that's the point where you might give up, right? You're like, Oh, is this really working? But that's the point you're going to get your first Facebook message where someone says, Oh my gosh, I've been watching you for the last six months. I feel like I know you. I love your vibe. My husband and I are selling our house. We want to work with you. And they feel like they know you, right? They, and, and now it's up to you to decide if you want to work with them. Right. So it's the difference between like attracting business versus chasing leads. And it is a really amazing way of doing business. Right. So uh, obviously there's more we can talk about that. But <laughs> it's again, you got to be patient uh, to, to your point. No, the, I, I think that's great advice. Um, number eight on my list is one that we probably could spend a whole day talking about. And, 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 and it's how to engage online in a positive way. I know a lot of our members uh, uh, are, are afraid of negative feedback, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes online, that negative feedback goes too far, uh, becomes personal or hateful, or, or, or even in some cases, we've seen some discriminatory actions online. Um, how, what advice would you give to members on, on how to handle uh, those negative situations online? Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's part of part of the internet, part of online. As much as there are a lot of positive things that can happen, unfortunately, there are a few bad apples, a few things that that sometimes we don't have control over. Uh, sometimes you'll encounter, uh, for lack of a better word, trolls or spammers who, uh, you know, will leave po sometimes a, a negative comment, or you can just tell by looking at their profile. It's not probably a real account; it might be some sort of bot. 
this happens more often, oftentimes on Instagram, sometimes Facebook as well. Uh, for those type of comments that are maybe spammy or just they don't look like they're actually coming from a real person. Honestly, I usually just block and delete <laughs> anything like that. I just don't, you know, really feel like it's worth engaging with. Uh, if it's someone who is a real person, maybe it's a client that, uh, you know, for whatever reason, that there's a disgruntled client situation and they leave a, a negative review on Yelp or, or Google. It's often hard to change someone's mind. And I always encourage that agent to talk to their broker. You know, don't try to handle it themselves. Um, you know, oftentimes if that, if that happens, it's, it's oftentimes a, some sort of miscommunication. I do think it's nice to be able to respond and say, hey, thank you for your comment. You know, I'm going to reach out to you. Um, and, and sort of handle it professionally. I wouldn't engage in a back and forth online. What's nice well, first, if somebody says something bad about you, your first yeah. reaction is to defend yourself, right? Of course, of course. And so I think, and like we can take that, take it very personally. So I would say, you know, I would respond simply and professionally, mainly so when other, if other people see it, they see your response, right? I, the other thing I'll just say really quick is, I don't think there's necessarily, you know, none of us want bad feedback. None of us want a bad review, but I also think it speaks to just the humanity of our business. You know, I know if I'm looking at looking up a, a restaurant or uh, I'm trying to find a new doctor, if there's one or two negative reviews, I also know like that's, that's just part of what happens. I, that doesn't affect the other 96 positive reviews that happen. Right. It, ma it makes the reviews seem more real, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly, especially with a review. A review. I mean, I I know myself, I had um, an instance a few years ago where someone left me a not, not so positive review. And my first reaction was like, oh my, my gosh, what did, what did I do, right? And and uh, responded and then reached out to them, you know, and was able to, again, go to a miscommunication of a few things that happened. But it it's going to happen once in a blue moon. Um but, you know, if, if anything, if you're not sure what to do, I always defer to make sure you double check your broker. And of course, your local association, local board, sometimes there are some, uh, you know, regulations. And Austin could probably speak to that as well, as far as, you know, sort of just legally best practices for responding to anything publicly. But yeah, real, realtors are public figures, whether whether we like it or not. We uh, we conduct our business in the public realm and they're always going to be subject to that kind of uh, overview. Austin. Um, I know sometimes we see some activity that uh, is either borderline or past the line uh, regarding ethical and legal uh, duties. What should a member do if they uh, see or, or are engaged with, with another realtor or real estate agent that's uh, crossing the line online? Yeah, so it's usually I kind of re-recommend sort of a, a graduated three-step process on that. Uh, the first is, you know, reach out to the person just, you know, professionally. Um, and just say, Hey, I saw your posts. I saw, you know, the, the interaction we were having, you know, I, I didn't think this was great. It was good reflection on the association. You know, do you mind cleaning that up in the future or deleting that? Uh, if they kind of don't uh, respond well to that, or if you're not comfortable doing that, um, then maybe that's where you get the broker in charge involved and have the bro two brokers discuss. And then ultimately, if that doesn't get a, a, the issue resolved, you got to file a complaint with the you know with us with the association because we are a complaint driven process uh we do not have the, the resources and it's not within our wherewithal to go and search out bad uh, bad behavior if we if it's not brought to us uh, it can't be addressed and, and the goal of our process is really to raise up professionalism uh, of the industry so the best way for us to be able to help you is by uh, you know going through and filing that complaint 
A uh, little bit of side of difference is talking about, you know, if you have an issue with the consumer and they're, you know, they're not having being very pleasant with you, to be very careful about what you sort of put on social media. Because uh, we do see through our ethics uh, complaints that a lot of times there's a comment made by a member that gets really under the skin or, or, or offends or, or hurts the feelings of a, of a client or a customer. And they, they can't necessarily file a complaint on that exact comment. But they remember it and they're kind of watching you for the rest of the transaction. And that maybe makes them more likely to file a complaint against you if you do do something that's slightly uh, out of step or, or not by the book. So uh, you kind of you know, are putting a target on your back at that point um, by saying, you know, now they're going, well, hey, this person was rude to me. If I get a chance to essentially return the favor, I'm going to do so. So, you know, I always kind of say, you know, you get more flies with honey, um, you know, kill them with kindness. <laughs> we, yeah, and I think the uh, the. The, the, the short answer there is that uh, your SCR legal team, we're not the Facebook police, but we are more than happy to address issues when they arise and, and when we're notified. Uh, obviously, there are thousands and thousands of posts and pages and not to mention all the closed groups that we don't even have access to. Uh, just a reminder, antitrust, uh, housing, fair housing laws, all those still apply whether you're in a Closed group or open group, it doesn't matter. Um, and if that stuff is occurring in one of those groups, uh, you know, try to get it resolved. And if not, then you need to leave the group and you need to do so in a public fashion. You need to be, you know, make a post that says, I'm leaving the group for the following reasons. And then take a nice screenshot of that, uh, you know, print it out, put it in your file just as a, you know, protection for yourself. Because that way, if the post is later deleted, you have proof that you actually uh, posted and warned everybody of that conduct. Now, one positive way to use a uh, positive review, uh, and Katie, I think I, I think I heard this originally at Retso. I don't know if you ever attended any of those. Oh, yes, I did. Mm -hmm. uh, but I heard this on stage at Retso, and, and, and another one of those things that always kind of stuck in the back of my mind, where a realtor was on stage, and uh, he referenced uh, that as part of his marketing, he would leave positive uh, reviews for local businesses in, in his community. And then what he would do, he would take a screenshot of that positive review. He'd put it in a frame with his uh, company name, you know, a uh, card or however, uh, whatever branding he was using. And then he would uh, deliver that. He would take that to the owner of the restaurant, the flower shop, whatever it may be, and offer it to them and say, hey, thank you for, you know, for all your hard work. And nine times out of 10, that shop owner would put that positive review on the wall. And, and there he's got a, a lifetime ad in the local <laughs> business. I thought it was a genius. I so let, we're almost at the end here, guys. So number nine on my list is making sure you learn how to use tags, uh, sharing and promoting posts. Um, again, that goes back, Katie, I think, to all the engagement stuff we, we've talked about and building a, a real community online. Uh, and the last thing, number 10, is uh, uh, monitoring your reputation. Um, you can do that as easily by setting up Google alerts. Uh, if you're, uh, you know, regarding your name or your company name, you want to know what's being said about you uh, out in uh, the, the, the internet ether. And, and remember that, you know, these clients that are, that are looking uh, for their next realtor are probably Googling you too. You know, what are they going to find when they search your name online? Katie, how else can, can realtors protect their reputation online? 
Yeah, I, I love what you mentioned about Google Alerts. I think that is that's an easy free tool. If, if uh, for anyone listening who's never done that, if you just literally go to Google and type in how do I set up a Google Alert, it's it's very very simple. Um, I know for me, I have a Google Alert with my full name in quotes, so I have a Google Alert for Katie Lance in quotes. So anytime my full name gets mentioned, I, I get an email, whether it's a review on Yelp or Google, or maybe I was quoted in an article or something. Um, I mention that only because if you don't put your name in quotes, oftentimes you'll, for me, I would get everything where Katie was mentioned <laughs> and Lance was mentioned, and then my inbox would be flooded. So just a little, you can put your name in quotes. If uh, For a brokerage, you could also do the same thing. You could put your brokerage name in, in quotes, uh, which is, uh, which is, which is kind of nice. Um, so that I think is low hanging fruit um, in terms of just reputation management. I think the other thing too, is to make sure that you, as part of your strategy, that you're putting your voice and your face out there. You know, if I Google you, if I go to your website, if I go to your social media, and if I can't even tell who you are or what you're all about, if, if I don't hear you or see you, um, you know, I think we're at an age right now in social media where that's really, really important. There's a lot of noise on social media and there's a kind of a sea of sameness in real estate marketing, whether it's in South Carolina, California, New York, I oftentimes I see kind of the same thing. I see just listed, just sold testimonials, listings. But what can really help you in terms of reputation and standing out is being intentional and showing up on camera and sharing your your thoughts, your your um, you know not just more more tips, but but you know sharing helpful information. Um, I often say, look, if, if someone asks you a question more than once, write it down. That's a that's a great piece of content, right? Those questions where you would ask things and you think, if I could ask this one more time, I, that could be a quick video. And we're living in an age where you know, you don't need a whole lot of fancy equipment. We all have a phone. This is, this is all we need, <laughs> you know, and to be able to create a, a quick, a quick, helpful piece of content that you can put on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you're spending time, TikTok. Uh, it's, it's definitely a small thing that makes a big difference. And you would think in this day and age, oh, everyone's doing video uh, and everyone's not. So the good news is the opportunity is wide open. It is not too late. <laughs> um, you know, get, get started. And you know, I know uh, for some people, we, we don't always like how we look or how we sound. I had a good friend of mine a few years ago, very lovingly remind me, she was like, Katie, that's how you look. <laughs> and that's how you sound, right? So you got to get over it. So it's just like anything, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But uh, just as we talked about earlier, super important to stay engaged, connect with people, be a noticer. It's also important when we think about content, make sure some of your content is not just, just listed, just sold open houses. That's of course important. But show up, be helpful, uh, you know, share, share your opinion, share your personality, talk about your local community. It's, it's a, certainly a small thing that can help in so many ways. Uh, that, that's great advice. So many members feel like they have to be like movie stars and, and have <laughs> studios and, and all of that. And, uh, and, 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 and the truth is, the more effective uh, the campaign and the more real it is, right? Yeah. They, they want to, the people want to know who you are, not who you are pretend to be right. Yeah. Um, and, and Katie, I'm sure you've seen some, some realtor, uh, business cards that have some very old photographs. <laughs> on them. Right. We encourage our members yeah. to keep those headshots up to date. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, not, I mean, there's nothing worse than someone meeting you and their first reaction is, Oh, you look nothing like your picture. <laughs> right. So yeah. Time to get an updated headshot. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's, cool. it's cool to be yourself. People yeah. want to see the real you. Uh, yeah. That's why your 
past clients have done business with you and that's how you're going to attract more clients in the future. It's easier than ever before. You know, uh, it used to be you, you would need, you know, all this fancy editing software. And of course, there's nothing that replaces a professional. I know we work with a great video editor, but I also do a lot of stuff just through my phone. I mean, it doesn't have to be like you said, a professional studio. You can start with where you're at and go from there. Absolutely. I, I've, some of my some of my best videos are, are, are shot when we do these live broadcasts. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to mess up. You're going to slip up. You're going to get tongue tied. You're, uh, but it's cool. You're you're being yourself, and you're not worrying about trying to be perfect because nobody's yeah. perfect. Um, so, Katie, this has been a lot of fun today. I can't tell you how much we appreciate your time. Um, and uh, Austin, thank you for, for your words of, of legal and ethical wisdom, as always. Uh, realtors, uh, please, I encourage you to, there are so many firms and companies that are hiring specific social media uh, staff uh, directors and uh, staff specialists. I encourage you to work with uh, someone uh, like Katie, uh, develop a, a plan for your office, making sure that, that you understand just how big this can be for your business uh, if you do it the right way. So Katie, again, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. And Realtors, thank you for joining us for another episode of the SCR Legal Podcast. We will be back with the latest from the legal hotline, the Real Estate Commission, the legislature, and much more. We'll see you soon. Thank you.